It's the Dirty Sheets. We are back once again. I hope you guys all enjoyed the last show that Billy did with Brad. I actually thought it was really fucking good. Um, and usually it's like, you know, I, I give my honest opinion. If I'm like, all right, then, yeah, that's fine, whatever. But I really thought the uh, interview with, uh, well, not even interview, discussion with you and Brad. Uh, by the way, I'm Cab Manning from the Lingus Mafia podcast. All my shit is at Lingus Mafia, Patreon.com, all that good stuff. I'm along with uh, the guy that everybody's tuning in to listen to. That is Mr. Billy Body. Um, Billy, your your talk with Brad last week was actually really good. In the beginning, I was kind of like, eh. I, I started off with because it was just going to be let's talk about the pay-per-view. And I got into it. It, it, only, it took me just, I don't know, three minutes to fucking warm up to it. And um, I was into it with uh, what you guys both had opinions on and your um, rating system. What do you mean? Sorry. <laughs> your rating system and everything from last. What are you doing? Are you not paying attention to anything I said first? And no, no, no. You-, you said you weren't into it and then you got into it. Yes. Um, and then, and what, what's, and then, so oh, did you, did you, sorry, did you, I, I didn't know. I well, I, I misfollowed whether you liked or didn't like oh, adding yeah. the rating system, or whether you felt it was too long. No, no. See, w- at first I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" If they're just going to review match by match, I, I wasn't that thrilled by it. The way you guys ended up doing it was you did your rating system for like the major three big things or whatever in there, and so that was much better. And when things were like a stupid match, you guys gave a couple comments and moved on. But I thought it was a real good back and forth with you and Brad uh, having opinions about different things because it did make me uh, like, oh, I would have chimed in this or that because I had certain opinions on certain things. But you guys mostly echoed what, I mean, we're all in the same realm of what we think about certain things in wrestling sure sure we'll disagree on uh you know a little bit here and there and and have a discussion about it but for the most part we're all in agreement about you know what the fuck are they doing or this was great and i wish they did this better or that better but everybody always thinks of course that it's a bashing session when it's really not (laughs) because it's yeah, it's being bashed because a lot of things are really fucking bad. But when there is something that is really fucking good, we fucking say. I mean, we shout it from the mountaintops. How great was the fucking Brock lifting the uh, ring at, at SummerSlam where he fucking... That was fucking um, unbelievable. So it's like WWE always has point, something, the, right? This is the point that we made. There's There's a certain portion of this media who know by not bashing anything... They'll end up with the their jobs. They're now actually getting the jobs, which is a bad message because it means that it's sending a message out to podcasters and future podcasters that, listen, you may start your podcast and you may find it difficult to, to make some money, but even if you are making a little bit of money, the, the route to WWE is to be, or, or AW as well, to be, to be as nice and as complimentary mm-hmm. as possible and fight everything and to be woke and to have purple hair and wear rainbow colors and have Ukraine flags and cry for Palestine and then we'll come get you and we'll find you and just the woke, the more woke you are and the more, um, you know, dis- dishonest you are almost to the point of non-critical and yeah, it's just, fuck you. Like, I'm not going to do any of that shit. Like, if I like it, I'll tell you, as you said, mm-hmm. it'll be, it'll be shouted out from the tops and if it seems like we're overly critical, 
that's because we're at the point in wrestling where 75% of the stuff is not good and you'll be scro- you'll be scrolling through your phone while, while you're watching it and 25% of the stuff will make you put your phone down and pay attention. And, and I love that shit. Uh, but I'm not going to turn around and say that even the 25% suddenly because you're getting so much um, you know, so much junk food that the steak is the best steak I've ever had mm-hmm. just because there's, so, there's less of it. And that's the issue that we have where people can um, overrate things in this era because a, a, a steak a steak next to McDonald's is going to be like a, it's going to fit, it's going to taste like a phenomenal steak. But like back in the day, there were, there were lots of steaks. There was um, sirloin steak and, and um, fillet steak and all, all, all kinds of different like gourmet meats being like handed out, like on a, on a week to week basis, like just top storylines. Like look at an era where um, I remember when in the mid card, they were trying and not, and not really um, looking like they were going to go any higher, but like in this modern day, I believe they would be much bigger stars where you had Umaga and Carlito and Mr. Kennedy and MVP and Rob Van Dam. That was a mid card uh, in, in an era or which when guys would come in and they'd fucking take this company over. They'd take over these guys. That would be the top. That'd be like some of your top talents pushed regularly main event in every week. And they weren't back then because they couldn't get ahead of Triple H and Shawn Michaels and John Cena and, Orton in, a, in, a, in an era which I think is massively underrated and edge as well. So, um, you know, when when we're at it and we're saying, oh, this guy's great, this guy's great, this guy's great. Yeah, they're great for now. Storyline's great for now. Bloodline's great for now. Roman's a you know, great heel. But, you know, it's I, I've been doing this 33 years and I know what is actually great and what isn't. So we're going to have some discussion today and we're kind of going to do a little bit of a new format, at least in... Um... <laughs> If you agree, you're even you're older than me by about 10, 15 years. So yeah, like, well, my my right off the bat, thank you, asshole. Um, by the way, right off the bat, though, I almost think we were fed steak so much that yeah, but you but you but you know you're old enough to remember Bruno's oh, sure. champion. Oh, listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when he you know handed over the backland, um, but when we're handed with steak so much, sometimes we get a little fucking numb to it where. Now it's like doing, you know, you're a fucking cokehead. You're chasing that first high, and it's going to be very hard to fucking find it again. It's it's the equivalent to uh, Billy's had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. When Jordan Love is just, if he's decent, you're going to think he's the biggest piece of shit that's ever fucking lived because you are not used to it. I get a guy who could throw well, a forward loses, pass. If he loses the first game against He's losing the first game. He's losing the first game. He's a... <laughs> Yeah. But 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 here's the thing, like here, here's what I challenge anybody to do, because I know we don't have that that fucking pussyfied audience who everything is everything is good and this is the best error of wrestling ever. Mm-hmm. You know, those those fans that are, those fans that are ruining um wrestling you know that, that we that we always talk about. I, I know we don't have a lot of those people here. So what I encourage you to do is just go and click any episode, any episode of Monday Night Raw from between 2003 to 2008, literally at random, just fucking close your eyes in that five-year period and just watch anything. 
and see how quickly it fucking moves and how much and how and the storylines and just how much better it is today, like segment by segment. There is no like matches that goes across the ad break and just and that, that seems absolutely meaningless. And literally, I'm confident that you could pick. I'm not telling you to go and watch the one where Shawn Michaels super kicks Shelton Benjamin or where yeah. Kane like sets JR on fire or you know the, the classic moments. Nah, just pick any one. And go and look at the structure of those shows. Anyone. I, I even obviously if I say 97 to 2002, you'll be like, oh, that's easy. That's the yeah. attitude No, fuck that. Like we know what, what we're getting. Actually, do it another five years for those years that are not really spoken about as highly. And still it will be like unbelievably easy to consume. So I came up with this format that we want to do. Um, it's not going to be much different of what we've already done because usually it's like we'll have four different topics and we'll go about it. Um, trying to keep time constraints a little bit more. We want to keep things on a leash a little bit, um, give you kind of an hour. Um, I mean, God knows I laughed because my my big joke was going to be coming on the show and going, thank God I wasn't on the the Brad and Billy show. I would have made it go two hours. Because the show was two hours already, um, but they were like, "Oh, we'll, we'll make this quicker." <laughs> that show, that show was supposed to be. I was supposed to do an hour. He was supposed to do an hour on ours, and I meant to do an hour on his. That's wild. I mean, things happen. You have a discussion. This is what happens. And the thing is, when I see shows that are that long, if they're fucking keeping your attention and entertaining, it's it's fine. And it's not like they have to sit there and listen to the whole thing at once. You're you're getting in your car. You're getting out. You're going to the gym. All that good stuff. So. Um, in, in trying to make this happen. So we're going to be do, do about 15, four rounds, 15 minutes each. If things are entertaining and still going and we have points to do, you're going to hear the one up and you're going to keep, we can keep on going through something. Um, if things are dragging and we're done or, you know, we're finished with everything. Finish him. It's going to be told you're going to finish. We're wrapping this segment up and we're moving on to the next. So, with that said, we are going to... Round one. So, this nonsense called the World Title Tournament is going on this week. As we know, Seth Rollins has moved into the finals from Raw, which is a problem already, um, which I want to talk to you about, that there's even anything else other than Raw on this fucking show. Who do you think advances from SmackDown? Your best guess, because that is on tonight. Who do you think ultimately wins this title? Also... How would you have done this in giving a new title? I would have made I wouldn't have made another belt, but if I had to do that and that was the rule for me, how am I doing this? I am doing WrestleMania 4 all in one night, multiple multiple matches where you have to strive and fight and kill yourself to get to the fucking championship at the end in Saudi all in one night. Does this open the door now for Roman also to hold this title for more years now? Because they'll go, well, we could keep him as champion forever and, you know, keep on racking up time. What do you think? It's a mess, isn't it? It like, is. It's Why a is complete SmackDown mess. in it? Oh, it's just a mess from for even longer than that, even, like, more widespread than that. Because, okay, so... Roman Reigns is holding two tiles and that is two lineages, <laughs> which is because people can't be, so they can't just be like, Oh yeah, we, we, we unified the belt. Right. Mm -hmm. Because then a new belt comes, has no lineage, which is fine. 
but at least then condense Roman's belt to say it has one lineage. It's he's the universal champion or he's the WWE champion, but he's gonna not but he's not gonna combine the belts to have one physical belt. He's gonna be walking out tonight with, with two, which is two lineages. He has the lineage of the that's a word. He has the lineage of the um universal belt and he has the lineage of the WWE belt, which is the long one that Bruno had, which means that Whilst doing that, it's difficult then, if you're combining the belts, then you combine it to a singular lineage, which means that you have the record of Hogan coming up and then mm. eventually the, the, the record of, of Bruno. But if it's not combined properly, it's still two separate titles that he's holding and we have three titles in his company, which is a complete fucking mess, <laughs> then, he had, then he's only had Hogan and Bruno's belt for 13 months and he's had the universal belt which he's obviously the clear record holder of because before that was only Brock that had it from Wrestlemania 33 to SummerSlam 2018 so he's well past that so that's a fucking mess to start with the fact that you have three belts in this company and like we give AEW shit and the way that they distribute tiles is terrible. Um, so, but we should make it fair and say, this is stupid. Like the stupid from the time where you didn't turn around and say, Hey, um, Roman Reigns, this is the, this is how you, you clear this up. This is the, this is what you do. Roman Reigns has been the champion for a long time and that's good for Roman, but it isn't good for us. All that shit he said. So, when Roman Reigns is drafted, he will take only one title with him. If he's drafted to SmackDown, he'll remain as the Universal Champion. If he's drafted to Raw, then he will remain as the WWE Champion. Wherever he is not drafted, there will be a tournament for the other belt. Yeah. Why is that hard? <laughs> Why was that difficult to do? Why did you need to bring out another? Even if you did say that, you could have replaced the design for this horrible design of this of this world, this big gold with WWE shoved in the, in the middle of it. Like, but, but no, instead you have three titles around. And it's like, okay, we're saying like, okay, he's gone to SmackDown, which we knew, well, I say we all knew he would be, but obviously there were stories to say he was going to Raw because people are, are frauds. But we say, you know, he's going to go to SmackDown and then Raw get a title. So you're going to crown a champion on Raw. What's the last thing you need to do after, after a brand split and you're saying that you're going to establish a clean Raw championship and a clean SmackDown championship is allow six SmackDown guys to fucking win it. <laughs> like, the, the week the week later. Then, and I'm hearing, like, tonight, like, so the, I spoke, I was, I was actually joking about this with a, with a source of mine, and he turned around and went, well, it gets worse, because tonight, uh, Grayson Waller's going to debut, and he's mm. going to say that on the episode of the Grayson Waller effect, he's going to interview the new Raw champion, the new Raw heavyweight champion on SmackDown as soon as they win it oh off Saudi. Oh my god. <laughs> this is what I'm told they're going to do. Why did you split, why did you re-split the brands? Like Everybody had forgotten about it. It was going away, like, by itself. <laughs> I guess the only reason you did it could possibly be to have two champions and two different like labels for house shows, Aurora coming to Columbus and SmackDown are going to Arizona or fuck knows. I have no idea. Mm. This is so messy that it's so, it's so difficult to give Triple H or whoever did this any kind of pass 
as to how they landed on this. This is the worst thing that you could have landed on. There's so many holes in this that, um, that yeah, I mean, what do you, like, I know what you think, but go on, yeah. what do you, what, so what I'm, are you, with? are you sure that, uh, Roman isn't just gonna then get rid of one of the titles and keep like that blue one and be like, well, I don't need to carry them both now. I, there really is, I mean, the lineage thing, it's like, you're getting rid of the WWF title. You know, that's the rough part about him going, well, I don't need to carry these fucking two things around unless, the, I mean, my, my always go to. If they were unified as one belt, then it yes. would be a joint lineage of, uh, you know, but but it's but he's carrying around two titles of which one he's had for for less time. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to come out tonight with half blue, half black strap, you well, know, no, or anything I'm like that. Like, I, and I go fuck. In in my perfect world, is they go, you know what? Instead of carrying these two fucking belts around, since you know, obviously they took another belt over there, which is a joke. Um, I'm just going to break this out and break out the fucking my go-to, my winged eagle, of course, um, and have one fucking title there. Um, I, I, I'm not a fan of brand split anyway, and we're going to get into one of our other things eventually, too, about another brand split we're, we're going to talk about. Um, but for this one, I said on my show, I, I fuck, this is unbelievable. We talked about, okay, the draft is coming up, you know, when it was before him. And I said... I say three weeks before they mix, they put other people on each other's show. And Fausti was like, no, that's crazy if they do it. The pay-per-view, it's fucking, it, it's exactly three weeks from when they've done this. And they will have a SmackDown guy versus a Raw guy. And I'm like, so is this the, I saw Edge do a little promo on his Twitter, which I laughed about, but with this company, I never know. I laughed about it because Edge did a very good promo. He's sitting in a ring training, you know, and he's like, I hear about everybody changing their stories. Did you see this, by the way? Hmm. He, he, I, I, you know, everybody had, uh, yeah. they're, they're finishing stories, but I need to, and I'm on limited time. So what I need to do is win the title. And when I lose it, I'm done. That's all fine and good. However, he would be on TV as much as fucking Roman is. So you can't have a guy who fucking is part-time win this fucking title. You tell me if he wins it, they're going to go, well, you're going to have to be on TV every week for a month because then you got to lose it and go away. I mean, how long? I, I would assume he would hold it for longer than that, which means he'd have to be on TV for fucking every week for months, for six months, say, till fucking, you know, uh, SummerSlam and then lose it or something. I don't know if he's capable of that at this point or if he would do that. So I don't see it going there. I'm My thought is right away that it is a SmackDown guy who wins this because that's like the swerve of why is SmackDown even involved in here and that they go over there, which you're kind of hoping, okay, make it Bobby Lashley because he's fucking looks like a fucking world champion. It's also hard to think anybody but Seth because he's so fucking over that you would give it to him. Um, where are you going with who do you think is winning this thing and who's even representing the SmackDown side? Will it, would it be Ray to go over there? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, don't... I mean, this is educated <sighs> guess. You're not being told who won. So people won't go see you're fucking wrong. This is just being a fan. What are you guessing? I would say. At this juncture, um, when you're 
when while Edge is out there having that promo and with how this is what I mean. This is what I'm talking about. There, there were there were good promos back in the day. All of the time, everybody knew how to cut a promo. Now Edge from a different era yep. goes into social media, talks for two minutes, basically pitches his own storyline here, <laughs> and everybody's eating up. Now they've gone from, you know, Rollins winning it to making this sad little Photoshop look. <laughs> Listen, I, I always hope that we don't have that listener base. Obviously, I like as many listeners as possible, which would be great. But um, you know, if you're if you're there making photo fantasy photoshops of fantasy like title holders and fantasy matches, and you seriously need to be looking at what you're doing with yourself. You need to look at your, your, your circle of friends, your sex life, your job, income, all of that stuff. Um, you can't be fucking sitting there photoshopping wrestling pictures about who you, who you fantasy want to win tournaments and who you fantasy want to see them face. But I've seen this from these fucking dorks all over Twitter. I've seen them like putting that uh, Rollins um, title, the new title on Rollins and saying, oh, Survivor Series is going to be a banger. Like, Oh my God! Do you realize Survivor Series is going to be Seth versus Roman and um, Rio versus uh, Bianca? It's like who fucking cares? Like seriously, like which I always think is a nightmare to do for Survivor Series. I think it really puts them behind eight balls th- to do any of that shit. Yeah, and you know the way they'll get there is just oh, what switch brand is going to win? I don't know. But does it matter when everyone's on the same fucking team? And it's like they 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 play they play for each other every week anyway. So it really doesn't mean mean anything. But you know, the these losers will be losers, and this is what this is what they'll do. But suddenly, anyway, from that, a guy from a different era comes on and talks for two minutes and sways all of these bandwagon jumping cunts who do who obviously you know that's what they're like. They got five. They got five shots. They support the Ukraine, and they have rainbow flags all over their house. So, like, the, the, these are the type of people that, that we have. It's it's fucking. It's a it's a generation of people who will follow a different fucking cause every single week, and it's very diff- easy for them to well, suddenly. Was very persuasive point. as well. I mean, he made a good point where you go, oh fuck. But I think my point wakes people up about you, him not you being didn't, you, didn't, you didn't fucking know anyway. Like, you're not, you're super fans. You didn't know he was going to retire soon. You didn't know he hadn't won the belt since he's come back over the last three years. You didn't think that he would want it. I mean, he's had title shots before where he spoke about it. He had a, yeah. he had a thing with Paul Heyman before WrestleMania 37 where Heyman was crying because of what was going to happen to Edge. And that, that was, that was great. And that was probably better than this. And this, like, your basic, like, two minutes that he did and, it's the current era where no one could talk, and it's like boom, everything's changed up, and uh, yeah, it's like you know, it just just tells you where we're at when people get 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 persuaded like that. It shows you how kind of low low the level is, so, low how low the bar is when someone can come on and cut that promo, and everybody changes their mind about Seth Rollins. It also tells you what a weak character Rollins is as well, where people are like they like same as Cody. You got two guys here who are who can who are decent wrestlers who are over because of their theme tune, but none of them have none of neither one of them have a personality that that can hold up to anybody from the past. Cody sucks. Seth sucks. 
Um, they, they can they can wrestle great, and the theme songs are over. But if you if you crack underneath the surface and look at actually what the storylines are or anything interesting that either of them two have ever done, they're not up there in anyone's top twenty, top thirty all time list. But they, and and Seth Rollins has been around as long as Roman has. Do you talk about him the same way as Orton or Cena or um, or or even Batista? Um, or even dating back like McFoley, Undertaker, Kane, Rock, Austin. No, like Rollins is not even there. Nowhere near there. For me, Rollins is like the only one that seems like he'd have a shot against Roman, to tell you the truth, because they've done this before where he hasn't like finished the match and it's ended and shit like that. And he, and he was always the, uh, when he was with Triple H, always fucking over uh, Rome and shit like that. So that would be the interesting thing for me uh, eventually with them. He doesn't need that kind of a fucking push because he's over with his uh, song. Um, to pin you down, though, who are you uh, predicting from SmackDown and who are you predicting wins the title? I think it will be Edge and Rollins. Um, Two good guys at the end of Saudi, too. That's the only yeah, thing that well, worries me in Saudi because I go, all right, does this have to be a bad guy on the other side and you want to send Saudi home happy so then Rollins has to win? They can't have a bad guy win this title? Well, who are the bad guys in this? Because who's the bad guy that goes through on the SmackDown side? Yeah, like Austin. Because you got Ray, right. Fuck. You got Ray, you got Ray, AJ, and, and Edge in one match. And on the other match, you've got they can only be won by Bobby Lashley. Um, it's not going to be Austin Theory, and it's not going to be who's the other guy? Is it Sheamus? Yes, it is. Sheamus. I was like, shit. Who yeah. is the third guy? <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's all there's. There's so, fucking one bad guy. Exactly. It's not going to be him. Jesus. So you're you're going to have a good guy match, good guy, good guy match, handshake, crying, whatever. But I mean, do you have I Lashley do believe turn it'll... bad though? Well, you could do, but I mean that would mean that Edge is not going to be on the on the pay per view if he doesn't get in for a title match. That's the thing. And usually, all your big hitters like Brock, Edge, they all go through through to the to the Saudi payday, don't they? So yeah. you think that Edge this is the Edge gets to the show, and if he doesn't win, um, then he's then he's entering into a retirement storyline. But if he does win. Then obviously he's told you he's entered into a retirement storyline where he says that he'll retire when he loses, um, which means that he'll go over to Raw and start facing the the Raw guys, and there'll be like some some heat on whoever can retire him. Um, the interesting thing is, is that does he retire? Does he hold up that end of the story if the retirement comes through someone cashing in the money in a bank on him? Because we know mm. the money in the bank gets cashed in on that side, because nobody's beaten Roman, and Roman's title yeah. reign is not ending with a money with a money in the bank cashing. So we know that that belt was designed to bring everything back into play. So the money. Oh, there yeah, we go. Keep, yeah, we um, were there. We keep going. Yeah, but the money, the money in the bank, um, the money in the bank cashing, the belt sets have a title on Roy, and the money in the bank cashing will then be on that side. So if it's someone who, let's say Drew McIntyre um, gets his deal done and comes back and wins that money in the bank in um, in the UK mm -hmm. and then cashes in on Edge, 
obviously then you have the rematch with Edge, and that will probably be the last match, I would imagine. I, I don't, the fact he's talking about it means I don't quite think he's going to make it to WrestleMania. I, I can't see him making it to WrestleMania. But uh, uh, now that you've done that promo and you know that you've swayed, you've swayed people, whether it be inadvertently, whether it be even if Edge even did that on his own social media, he's put WWE in a predicament now because <laughs> we don't know whether they whether they authorized that or not because you know it was his own it was his own Instagram. So mm-hmm. so yeah, I guess we'll um, we'll see what happens. I, I, I would go with the. I would go with that story where, uh, I mean, I'd go with any story. Always but he's got to be on all the he, time. He's got to be on I mean, yeah, yeah. a long time. You think he could do that? Why does he? Well, because this is the whole point that they need somebody other than Roman to have a fucking title because the guy's not on TV. And now you give it to Edge and he's not on fucking TV? Why even fucking have a new title? Well, well, Edge has been Edge has been involved in storylines such as Judgment Day and and other things that he's done. He has periodically appeared on TV for consecutive weeks. He doesn't need to be on TV every week. He needs to be on TV like two out of every four weeks to build up pay per views. Um, you know, the house show business will survive without him. Oh yeah, who cares um, about that? I'm just talking TV. No, nah, he doesn't have to be on TV every week. It's bullshit. Like, I don't, I don't really buy into that. Um, because that means then there's no title for a Brock to win or challenge for either. Mm. I, I mean, I, I, I'm i so much not in this camp that we need someone on every week. I'm quite happy oh, for I'm Brock and too. Roman to be the Yeah, I am I'm, too. I'm happy for Brock. Because you, you, you like, boxers fight twice a year. UFC fighters fight three times a year. You know, it's 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 supposed to be a choreographed version of combat sports. So for me, like you don't need to be, have them on every week. Hulk Hogan was. We never, never on saw Hogan. Week. Yeah, we we got an interview no. on Superstars. Maybe that was about it. Mm. So it's not. It's not. It's it's not a big issue for me. I I don't care. In fact, like historically, um, there's there's a correlation between these these people that have appeared less on TV and their popularity merchandise sales and ratings all increasing as a result of them being less less seen. Okay, let's go on to the... I mean, it's, it's, it's a prime example. It's just to give, let me finish up with a prime right. example. Drew McIntyre is bigger now and more talked about now and you haven't seen his fucking face for five weeks. He's, no, he's never been so interesting as he's been <laughs> as, as, he, as he's been now. True or false? Well, I think he's being interesting now is because anytime it's real life and it's controversy and stuff, that's when people are always interested. Right. But obviously, like, with him being off television now, or it's created a massive buzz and interest as to like what where where his future lies, which means that which was which is big a bigger level of interest than there was when he was hurting himself every week and working hurt and and whatnot for weeks. And and it's almost like... I mean, Riddle's dick is over that. now, too. Well, with the Drew stuff, you can... I'm not touching that. Um, <laughs> I you, hope so. I, I'm seeing it in real life. Um, <laughs> but um, you, can use, you can use that if you're Drew and come back and say, fuck you, you don't care about me when I'm when I'm busting my ass and you like all want to talk about me when I'm at home. You know? It's... Mm-hmm. it's, it's 
just added stuff to the storyline that's already there with COVID and being the COVID champion and not being like for it and being forgotten about it and and carrying the company through COVID and how it's not appreciated. Uh, and then there's this. There's, there's like there's so much that you could do if it's done correctly. Okay, let's go on to the next round two. So the big, scary Tony Khan announcement that is coming next week is more than likely a brand split. These are multiple questions here for you, Billy. Uh, did they learn mm. nothing from WWE about doing brand splits? Will this help that their product will be able to keep storylines straight and continued instead of just forgetting about it the two weeks later? Uh, they have multiple shows now. Why would this make any difference? And with Vince being back, and the cost cutting coming uh, is more talent looking to jump to AEW with them getting a new TV deal and a new show at the end here. Give me five cuts from the WWE that you think are coming and two big names that you think will shock us. Um, you could do that. What do you want any, me to go? Any order you want to do, whatever's quicker, uh, right off the bat. You want to do the five cuts, big name, two big names, five cuts that you think will be coming. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't. I don't fully remember the rest of what you said. But, All right. I'll, um, I'll go through each piece. Never mind. Go ahead. Five cuts. I mean, you would think okay. right off the bat, you go, is Ali getting the fuck out of here quickly? But, like, who are, even if you want to just give me the two that you think will be like, oh, fuck, we didn't see that coming. Because there's always those couple that you go, what the fuck? Okay, I'll give you five. I'll give you five because I think there will be quite a few cuts. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll try and not, I'll try and, like, um, not make like the, the biggest names first. I'll try and keep some names in my head and just go for like smaller stuff. Um, Does Dolph finally get out of here? Yeah, I, but is Dolph like going to be someone that's picked up at this point or do you think they'll just pick up anybody? Oh, I don't know if they would. You know what? His brother's there, so possibly. Okay, yeah. I mean, that could be one that you, that, that you start with. Um on the female side of things, mm -hmm. I can't see too many people leaving at this point because it seems like they're going with them NXT girls. Um, I could, I could Nikki. see them picking up Sasha. No, but I could see them picking. I don't think anybody will leave. Um, although I don't think they'll want anybody that does, but I can see them picking up Sasha. I can see them trying to pick her up for that Japan show, mm -hmm. whereas Japan versus W. Um, that they did last year, that forbidden door thing, and then try and picking her up, picking her up off the back of that. I can certainly see that. Uh, I can see the Dolph thing, but but the ones that I can see them picking up definitely are guys that have been rehired after after they were fired, mm. being fired again. So I think a Johnny Gargano possibly, really? um, although although he is now in the storyline, yes. they are bringing back the so. Yeah, maybe maybe not that one, but but you're, but I'm really looking at the people that have that have come back, and it hasn't Cross. really worked for him. So I think uh, yeah, Cross was one I've been saving. Uh, I think Cross, Scarlet. Um, I think I think Bray could easily be let go again. Um, yeah, yeah and cool. the the other one would be Mandy Rose, 
and also Matt Riddle. Mandy Rose, like just to be picked up, even though she's not under contract anywhere, like they could get her. I don't know if they could. Get yeah, her. I think they could. They, I think they could make a play for her because mm -hmm. it would it would only if they keep her only fans going, and it's not a problem. Um, and yeah, Matt and Matt Riddle definitely the other one because I'm not sure how much more of this shit that they can yeah. actually deal with seeing online. I mean, he has exes that are, are out for out to get him. He wasn't on Raw this week either. So yeah, it's 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 interesting in that sense where um you know where 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 Matt Riddle is is running out of lives and if you you know if you do keep him there'll be a reluctance to push him as well because you can't trust mm -hmm. him with a push in case something in case something happens. So that makes it more difficult as well. I mean there's a lot of guys who's who signed contracts in 2019 whose deals are coming up, but I can't see them not getting new deals unless the money's like poor. When you're looking at um, a, a Drew, an Owens, a Miz, but I think all these guys will stay. Even Drew, I think Drew's like a homer. I think that, you know, he's, he, he, he's very, uh, it's a difficult it's one. Big leagues. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Comfortable. And I think he likes all the, all the yeah, and all the all the WWE stuff. I mean, AJ's an interesting one because AJ's at the end of AJ's at the end of the deal again in January. Uh, AJ's deal was twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen, and he's on a five year deal that runs. Yeah, so his deal runs out in January. Um, he he could be one that goes. I could see AJ Styles going. That's another one. I think AJ Styles could go this time. So, with the other question on here was. Um, Tony Khan's probably going to announce the brand split uh, next week. Um, will this help them at all? Have they not learned from WWE's mistakes? I was like, this is my alternative to watch something. And now they're doing a fucking brand split. Do they do it correctly and have things actually cut in half? They have multiple shows all over the place. Now, Rampage is going to be a fucking main event now. It's just going to be garbage show that you're not even going to bother to fucking watch. But... Is this really necessary that they fucking have to split this two? Are they going... What do you think? Are they going to have the world title float back and forth? Or are they going to have two fucking world titles? I think they might have their world champion on both shows because they already have enough titles as it is. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, I just can't see them going down that route. But I think that they will end up splitting their, their champions. I think they'll end up. I think they'll end up splitting their other champions across other shows, like your international champion and your um, your two women's championships, because that will mean Jade Cargill's belt will sort of get upgraded without her, you know, needing to win the world title. She needs to step it up, though. She needs to go. I've already fucking beat everybody. How about I fucking get you now, Jamie Hater? What the fuck? Because she's a good guy and a bad guy. So what the fuck? Get so Jamie Hater. The, the TNT championship is not is not even the channel they're on right? No, they're on no, TBS. They're on right? TBS. <laughs> it's going to be it's, the it's SmackDown title on Raw. It's still a TNT title, though. TNT title is the, the guy. Old? The guy won. Oh, the guy. Oh, he's, the, her one is on the right channel, right? I believe it's not. I believe she is on the wrong channel. I think they're actually backwards, both of them. 
No, what channel is Dynamite on? TBS. It's a good question. It was TNT. I can't Linda. tell. They switch it all the fucking. They were switching times. They they originally were on one channel and then they went to another the other channel. They swapped because of hockey. Okay. Um, where and that, are they this now? is part of the fucking problem <laughs> that this is not fucking known. You know what? I'm gonna check on oh, my God. my TV right. Yeah, I know. It's like. I I mean, I, I watch it on the fight app, so I mean, I'm not expected to know. I could find uh, They're it. on TNT. Okay. Dynamite's on TBS, it says here. So Dynamite is on T TBS. So Wardlow has the TNT title on TBS. Yeah, because they got moved. They, they had the TNT title, then they got moved, didn't they? Yes. So... Why is his title? Why his his title not? The but TBS he can title? go back and forth. Back and forth where he can go to Rampage and he can go to because they're both on two different channels. Um, Dynamite is on Rampage. TBS, like we said, and okay, what channel is this new one on? I don't know yet. Collision. They haven't announced it yet, but I think it's TNT. Oh Jesus! All right, okay, so. <laughs> So they can rename Wardlow's belt for whatever channel the Saturday one is, right? And then they can they can have the world title go from one to the other. Jake Cargill remains on Wednesdays because he's the TBS champion. The women's championship moves to Saturdays, and automatically those two belts become mm -hmm. equal, and the old title and the the TNT title become equal, except they're on different brands. Um, then you have you can split up the six man tag titles on one brand and have oh. tag titles on another um and then the world title just jumps over the yeah. world champion just works trouble that that's that's how you you do it to start with yeah because yeah it is uh dynamite is on tbs but meanwhile the tbs championship is on tnt a lot so yeah it's uh <laughs> this is the problem just naming it instead of just saying it's the tv title I mean, they have to fucking kiss their ass and go, look, TNT, Bell. You know, so if they move to USA, they're fucked. Um, so do you think this will solve any problems for them? I mean, obviously, it comes down to fucking storyline and keeping stories going. Because didn't old Doggy Dangerously, the guy who took his mask off and was uh, number 10, Preston Vance over here, he had a whole push about he joined this other faction. And now he was in there fucking losing to Briscoe the other day. So it's like he just, all right, fuck him. He, he's back to nothing now. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, are you talking about Hobbs? No, I'm talking about fucking uh, 10. Pero, they call him. So we call him Doggy Dangerously. Um, he took the mask off. He left Dark Order. And he had a bit of a fucking push. But that's it, it's in the same exact realm as Hobbs. They finally started doing something with him. He goes to this QTV thing and he's in a fucking three-way fucking match or a triple fucking whatever the fuck trios match. The 10 thing, is that on Rampage or is it on Dynamite? Oh, fuck, it's been on both. But he joined that fucking Andrade group. The guy took his mask off and threw it at fucking Brody's son and said, fuck this place, you're a brat, and fucking took his mask off. He's the buff guy in the Dark Order. And now he's with yeah, the I fucking know, I... Mexican group, which makes no fucking sense. 
I feel like I haven't seen Andrade for months. Oh, so. Andrade's been gone forever. I don't know what the fuck is up, but he has been gone for a long time. It's it's Roosh who runs that group now, and he's got that guy in there. Um, but they completely just got rid of that storyline. It's like there's no nothing. It's just, all right, now he's got going having a jobber match. He wasn't even introduced. He's already in the ring, and he loses to Briscoe. It's like, fuck. So it's the same realm as Hobbs. He just had this fucking title, and now he's a fucking nobody. In the middle of a match, he picked up that Alex guy and fucking picked him up, didn't slam him or anything, picked him up and walked him to the middle of the ramp while the match is going on and they lose. Fucking retarded. So will this help anything? Well, the brand split. Yeah, can they keep anything straight and go, well, we have a story going over here. That now, you know, there's a one show to do all this one side of stories, and there's another show to do all these other stories. And you keep it fucking... He's in love with Orange Cassidy. The fucker's on every fucking goddamn week, like, a little too much. Um, well, here's the, here's the thing, right? It's, it's, it's all about, like, opinions. And the definition of will it work like is is a is a different is a difficult question because what is a success like if they if they have 900,000 across both shows mm-hmm. and they have a big from like warners is that success if the, is it successful if you know those 750 which is your core audience tune in religiously every week and tell you it's good and Meltzer tells you it's good because if that's the case, then yeah, because, you know, it's going to be the same show or the same type of format with different wrestlers on, on a different night. But for me, no, like wrestling across the board. But I mean, I mean the people highlight a lot of differences between WWE and, and AEW, whereas WWE have excelled in the past 12 months in, turn, in telling a few stories, which is what the the business was lacking. And it's crazy when you compare it to a company who botch stories compared to another company who tell some stories, um, it suddenly puts them on a different echelon. Whereas if you look at the essence of what the majority of the show is, if you take away what WWE do really well, which is these few stories, Bloodline, and you can include Sammy and Owens within that, and um, when they build up certain feuds, like uh, this Bad Bunny feud with the Judgment Day, um, the growth of like Rhea Ripley individually, like escalating her star, her star power, um, everything Brock does. When you take away these things that WWE do right, seventy-five percent of it is dynamite. Seventy-five percent of what WWE do is exactly the same as what AEW do. They put on long matches that don't mean anything. They have good wrestlers. Dynamite have good wrestlers. At the end of the day, most of the people on, on the relevant people on Dynamite went from NXT to yeah. either WWE or to to Dynamite because AW didn't train anybody. So they've got everyone from the independents or old TNA guys or, or NXT guys or ex WWE guys. That that that's their roster. There's this whole AEW original thing. Well, how are they original? No one trained with you because you don't have a, tr- a facility to train at. No one's original. You've got everyone's leftovers. So, I mean, you're just, you know, you've just, 
you, you, you haven't broken anyone's virginity at AEW. There's no such things. AEW virginity uh, uh, originals thing is, is a non is a non factor. But either way, let them let them think and say whatever they like. At the end of the day, what you have at AEW is a show, which I don't enjoy, which is just lots and lots and lots of wrestling. And this is going to be the same. Yeah, there's some promos on there. There's some promos on WWE. The storylines are more clear and have more of a direction. In AEW, they seem like more directionless. I don't think that the character work is is as good. I think some of the stuff is like nonsensical. Um, you know, with with the way that John Moxley's allowed to do whatever he does, where he's completely um, reduced the effectiveness of of blading and bleeding mm. and, and and has turned it into a, a non-factor. That would be more controlled within the WWE. And it's a prime example of when people said for years, it's like, oh, WWE could be so much better if they actually let people do shit. But it's like, yeah, okay, they could let people bleed like they did with Brock. But then when Brock bled, much less than Moxie did, it worked incredibly well. Yeah. And then the visual of him doing what he did to Cody this week well, on Monday was was incredible. Like and immediately got you ready for the the rematch. And Brock doesn't need to turn up one more time. He doesn't need to fucking walk into the show one more time. You talk, give this criticism for part timers. If they come in and are utilized correctly and do what Brock does, who has used blood, who's turned, whose turn was impactful, his um, heel turn was impactful. Every segment he's done was impactful. The the finish made sense because of the the use of the blood. And the reasoning for the rematch and the and the segment to set up that again was impactful and noteworthy. Everything WWE have done in that story has been correct to the point where Brock will win now in Saudi and will set Cody's journey back to the back of the line to use his own quote. So um, AEW don't do that. They put on matches for the sake of matches. They are by far the worst show. And Collision will be a different will be, I mean, you're going to get four hours of dynamite split across two shows. Nothing's going to be different here. Tony Khan doesn't know what he's doing. He's a mark who he writes, he writes for Dave. And at this juncture, you may as well get Dave in to write your show for you because you, because you write it for him anyway. You might as well just turn around and go, right, Dave, you run collision and Tony Khan runs dynamite. And finally, we've arrived at where, Wrestling's been heading for the last thirty years, where Dave Meltzer is finally fucking booking a show. It's 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 that that's the longest storyline in wrestling. That's the longest storyline in wrestling. Dave finally gets to write a fucking show. That's that's what everyone wants to see, or at least that portion. Everybody that watches Dynamite is he, he knows who Dave Meltzer is. So just give him the fucking show. If you if you want to increase ratings, just tell people, oh, Dave Meltzer is writing Collision. He's finishing the story. Be so much. There'll be so much, exactly. There'll be so much intrigue in the fact that, oh my God, like I want to see what Dave does, right? Because everybody's been like wondering about what that would look like for years. I mean, even I would watch, like in all honesty, like oh, I would yeah. for I'd me. Oh yeah, I'd die to see what the fuck it, he came up with, sure. Exactly. So just just do that. Like, I mean, it's, it's obviously the guy's fantasy. He's been fantasy booking in his like, you know, disgusting office for the past, like, 40 Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen Right? <laughs> have you seen Yeah, right. So, you know, like, just, just turn, let's make everybody's fantasy a reality. I mean, I mean, even Tony probably fantasizes about, well, he probably used to sit there, like, masturbating to this himself. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm going to come. Dave's going to, Dave Mills is going to be working for me one day. Oh, 
My God, Dave Meltzer's, my Dave Meltzer's booking my show. All right, let's go on to uh, another one here. Round three. So CM Punk was recently at Raw just a couple weeks ago looking uh, like he was trying to mend fences. And we heard that Vince made him leave, quote unquote. What do you think of this? Is he looking to come back? Is he just trying to stir up eyes for his AEW return? And what do you make of the reports of Vince saying to leave? Here's my thought on that part. Is it made out to be what is really said? Or is it something that Vince, like, it's not said in a mean way, which makes it look like, hey, get the fuck out of my building, the way they reported it. But could it be, you know, it's nice to see you and everything, but I can't really have you here because you're under contract to another place. But, you know, so I can't have you be here. Is it something said like that, but it's reported Vince told him to fucking leave? Um, your thought, do you think he was not welcome? Uh, have you heard anything from any of your sources about that? We have never talked about that, uh, since it's happened. Well, with, um, AW, like very much being at the forefront of the contact contract tampering thing where they've been accusing WWE of tampering with this contract and that contract. They've been very bitter since the Cody thing. I think there's obviously been um, some sort of legal jostling with Tony obviously filing certain um, papers and making certain allegations. So I just think Vince probably didn't want to fuck around with it. I would think that Triple H is too new and inexperienced to, to know any better or is probably not the one who's informed in, in great detail about um, what the um, Tony Khan allegations are, and they've probably been dealt with by the legal team, and the specifics have probably never even got to Paul Levesque, um, which is why I think he was more relaxed about it. But I think Vince would have known the, the inner workings of it, and as would uh, Nick Khan and whatnot, and that would have been the only reason that they told Punk to, to leave. I'm sure Vince spoke to him as well as Triple H. That would have been ridiculous if Vince didn't, didn't say hello or whatever. But the fact is, is that the conversations have been had and we are setting up for, um, for Punk to, to finish up here. Um, he's out of contract. He would have been out of contract with AEW had he not been injured, which makes it very strange why you'd build a show up uh, around him because Punk's contract is going to come back up for negotiation again. Um, when did Punk come back last year, right? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it has not been here this year yet. Yeah. At the pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, it was, I mean, like 20, no, it was 2020. Yeah. It was 2021. I think it was, was it July? Oh, you mean come back, come back the first time. Yeah. Was I it July, 2021? No. You know what? You might was be July. right around. Yeah. I think you are right there. I think you're right on the money. Exactly. You, you're like an encyclopedia with that fucking shit anyway. Um, oh, it would have been later in July. Crowds were back. Crowds had to come back, and crowds weren't fully back in July 2021. But I think they were back in You don't think so? I think September. they were. No, September, I think. I'm going for September 21. Find, find out. Okay, I'll find, find out? out. Yeah, I'll find out. Go ahead. Keep on going. But I'm I'm saying September 21 um, that that he came back. So in September 2023 would have been where they talked about the um, the extension, uh, where they would have talked about the third year option for for Punk. Um, 
But at this moment in time, that won't be happening because he owes injury time, which would be about seven or eight months. So if he doesn't take that option, then uh, Punk would be available for WrestleMania as as things stand. As soon as he comes back, the sooner he comes back, the more likely it is that he would be available for WrestleMania. And I think he was probably there to fill out more around that. What the what the situation would be for WrestleMania 40, trying to just I think trying to first of all just mend fences and then to see, wait for them to contact him and say what's the availability for WrestleMania 40? How much are you getting paid over there? I don't think it will happen once WWE find out that he's going to cost five million dollars a year for a mm-hmm. part time deal. Let's he take some kind of pay cut on that, and if he's not the guy who's beating Roman or facing Roman or um, maybe winning the, the, the other title or whatever, if they don't want to put him at that level. Mm-hmm. If it's a case of CM Punk coming in to do WrestleMania, to, to lose to Roman Reigns, I don't think they would pay him that, and I don't think that he would be up for that. So he's a very difficult thing to navigate creatively and financially, and I think Punk knows that. But I think it's better to know and to mend fences and to find out as opposed to signing in a place where you don't like working. But I, ultimately, I think that he'll, he'll take that third year for $5 million a year because I don't think WWE will find it. And then I think after that, once AEW don't want to pay that money anymore, then Punk can do the, the Summer of Punk tour and do 12 months and, in WWE with a Hall of Fame contract and win some, lose some, you know, we beat some guys, put some younger guys over, um, challenge for the title unsuccessfully, and then go into the Hall of Fame. I think then he can do that that final year or two, but I don't think it's going to be a, 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 a main of, I don't think the two are going to be on the same page for a main event run. Uh, so what did you say the date you thought it was? I thought it was September 21, August 21, okay. but it was the very end of August. So you're close. You're, you're always an encyclopedia. Mm. Um, so now going to our final round, Last week, you and Brad had the show. You guys did the show. Um, I wanted to go over that a little bit with you and discuss uh, some of last week's talk because this week you are going to be on his show. Is that correct? Not this week. uh, The week before the Saudi show. Okay. Um, You guys left a cliffhanger, though. A cliffhanger. What did I say? A A cliffhanger um, where you guys were going to do some dirt dishing and talk about old... uh, Bin Hameen and his uh his his fucking boxing uh challenge to you. Um what should we expect on that show? Um we'll talk about the Bin Hameen situation. We'll talk about um what his issues with Brad were. Um and you know, because they, they worked together and fell out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what his issues were he were historically because i've worked on the same show as him before and there were were some issues with with me being there he would he would say certain things to vince or tell vince things that certain people had told him and Mm. yeah i mean it wasn't the case there'd been any kind of falling out because we're working in the same place and i never even said anything to him again when i was on conan's show because he manages to get himself on that show as well but i just find it strange because you know for me he's not a guy that people know He's not a guy that pulls numbers. Um, he's not a guy that has anything particularly interesting to say. But the most interesting thing that I find about what he says 
is the fact that it's almost identical and in line with what we say. So what's strange Why would he hate about us? <laughs> or you, at least. Yeah, strange about that, it's kind of like there's there's an there's an anger there and there's an envy there where it's like fuck this like i say all this shit i'm a rebel i'm a i'm a rebel who has all of these opinions i'm not uh, you know i'm contrarian i'm not like the the wrestling media so this is my shit they're doing my shit they're getting more more numbers more people know them and they haven't even laced up their boots. And this is what really gets under the skin of these wrestler types because it's like, these guys haven't even been in a ring. Why do people care about what they say? They fucking hate it. But it's like, look, it's happening across the board from fucking JD heart attack from New York to, to he had a heart attack? Satin. No, he, he always has a heart attack on every show. Oh, on every he? show. I got you. Okay. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, um, yeah, from you know, there's there's lots of these guys who are pulling numbers, and we've been pulling numbers for ages. And it's it's his entitlement that is getting him so worked up. It's not a case of he's not in disagreement with anything we says. If you listen to what he says and the side of the fence that he's on, and what he wants the business to be, he attacks all these dirt sheet guys, but then he pegs us with them. But he knows that we don't talk like them, so <clears throat> it's it. And if it would be different if it was a case of you can say, oh, well, these, well, I know they don't talk like them, but they're just copying us. No, we're not copying you. We've been around for like eight years, like or eight years, nine years. We've always had, and this is the thing, I don't even like to say we have contri con contrarian opinions because it sounds contrived because we don't. We have honest opinions and they become contrarian because there is a section of this media that are pushing for opportunities there's social climbing network climbing networking to get more opportunities by being woke by being dishonest by liking everything by being um by by creating this safe space for everybody who flies the rainbow flag and has their clip pierced and has their face pierced and has purple hair and doesn't know if they're a boy, girl, him, her, she, me, robot. Doesn't make any difference. Like transgender, no gender. Like this, this is what we're trying to do. Well, fuck all these people. Send them to the loony bin. There's boys, girls, and there's two types of wrestling fans. People that listen to this show and people that sit at home in their fucking own cum, don't even clean it before they go for their second wank between watching Japanese wrestling and AEW and Rampage and everything else before they load up again and watch Pornhub without ever looking for a fucking job and just letting that shit dry in their fucking pants. That's the other type of wrestling fans that they are. And that's who they cater to. And that's who I never cater to. And that's who Ben Hameen also doesn't cater to. So the only fucking problem he has is that we do what he does better than he does. See, I was listening Boom. to like <laughs> when when I hear like him do his challenge and it was a lot of, you know, how you get in the face of of uh, Satin and what's his name? Sap. But if you're saying he's the same because I've never heard a show of his or anything other than his challenges and stuff. Right. And that's I'm not leaving like, well, taking a shot or anything. Russo, everybody, everybody on Russo is very like minded. So, I mean, it's yeah, almost like right. OK, so when he's like. Oh, he's almost defending the honor of sap and satin, which 
then makes no sense because those fucking guys, I mean, Sat and I don't know from a fucking hole in the ground, but I've talked to Sap at least and tried to talk to him like a fucking human being. But, and you know what? I'll give Sap credit because in the one fucking video he did where he was talking about you this last like three weeks ago video, um, he says he's very thin skinned and he fucking yells at people and he, it, people get under his skin and everything. And I'm like, okay, at least he knows that he is very flawed. And that's the whole, he's sliding into DMS to yell at people thing. Um, he, he's aware of it at least. So I give him credit for, for knowing that. Um, well, once you've been exposed, you'd, you'd have to concede, right? Well, no, I mean, they could do the fucking Trump deal and say the election's stolen until their fucking face is blue, you know, and just keep going. It no, no, listen to you over it here. It was. Yeah, it was. All oh, right. where, where did they find them papers from? What papers? I also have out of your fucking mind. <laughs> his own court oh. people said you, there. it's no truth. It's his own people who were hired. Talking oh, about. I'm sorry, but... Either way, like you can't even be proud of what you have voted. Oh, I'm not fucking no, nobody is. But it's a fucking. You got dead. I want two different people running. (laughs) I want two different people, two different people running with nice ideas. That's what I would like. How about that? Isn't that a a wild thing to think? And I, I, I actually think that Donald Donald Trump actually might be the the weakest and least likely Republican candidate to, to win because I think you see him immediately and there's that hatred towards him where people are just think, fuck it, I'll vote for the dead guy. Yeah. yeah, I'll vote for the dead guy. Whereas I think that yeah. I, I would rather Ron, Ron DeSantis win it and, and be elected and, and whatnot. But I, I think it will be Trump and I just hope that he does win because I, I, I love Trump. So I, I, I'll his, tell you what, me, polar- his hotel, if you have a chance... It's fucking fantastic. I give credit where credit's due. I, I'm not a fan. That fucking hotel is fantastic, and I fucking go to that hotel. Um, I don't know why you're not a fan. I don't know why you're not a fan. I, I held up. I was, I was, uh, I would try it for a long time because I'm whoever, whoever is in charge here, I, let's go. I'm 100% behind them. They're my president, whatever, right? I love this not my president bullshit. No, no. Whoever's there is your fucking president. Fuck you if you live here. Um, but I'm behind it a million percent. Until it gets, I, I'm worn the fuck out. You know the nonsense he fucking comes. It's it's too much. And I'm like, can't you just be fucking normal, Everett? Can't you just shut the fuck up? And that's always the thing. If he just shut the fuck up, a lot of his policies are fine. But it's always uh, fucking, oh, I'm the fucking greatest. And it's a lot of this and a lot of shit that's not fucking true. And over and over. And it's like, oh, fuck. I don't need a fucking guy who's indicted every fucking four minutes. A guy who fucking lost a, a fucking court suit to a fucking uh, sex charge. And you don't need that as a representation. It's like there's fucking plenty of fucking good Republican people that can fucking do this. And he's got a fucking base that's fucking goofy. I mean, he goes in a town hall and says he's going to uh, fucking uh, pardon most of the fucking January 6 rioters. What are you fucking out of your mind? These fucking people are fucking animals. You got a fucking, oh, that lady was shot for no reason. No reason at all. She climbed into the window of the fucking Capitol. She should have had her fucking skull fucked at the same time. Shot for no reason. She should have been fucking stabbed in the eyes. 
fucking they're animals. They are. They're all fucking animal. Anyone fucking hey, go to the fucking capital. I don't care who the fuck you are and start attacking fucking the police and breaking in. And Jericho's wife is over there. Fucking out of their fucking minds. But that's our other part of this show. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> getting into uh, the Brad stuff, uh, you're going to be on there doing the review or the preview for the Saudi show. When is this Saudi show? It's coming up in fucking, is it two weeks from now? I believe. I believe it's the 27th. Because they were having, we're having SmackDown tonight for the other number one contender. And then is there a it's week the off? It's the 27th, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there we go. There's like that. I said, three weeks from that other one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, is this all you guys are going to be talking about? Or you have uh, anything lined up? I mean, are you um, are you kind of done with uh, the war going back and forth with um, the Conan people and Disco and all that kind of stuff? Is well, that address the Ben Harmin situation? Yeah, well, address the Ben Harmin situation. Uh, he wants to ask me stuff about K one hundred because he he isn't about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also addressed the Ryan Saturn situation because he. Got the video, and um, he has taken questions about it as well because no one's asked me about that. Because I mean, as I said to you, I didn't put it out publicly. Yeah, there was no fight. Uh, I don't celebrate coming on top of confrontations. I certainly don't celebrate them when I didn't even come out on top of the confrontation and just put something out there to try and pretend I did. Um, and you know, like that, I get that all the time. You ran away, or this stuff. It's like, dude. I stood there like I was I was removed because I was the much louder person and was screaming more obscenities I you think know, you than, need than to, him. I wanted you to do a YouTube where you had the that's sat and I keep confusing them sap video where he's talking about the confrontation and pause it and then retort and show the video and completely fucking prove it things because he's doing the one he goes he's never he never said step outside and i was like are you fucking kidding me you fucking can hear it in the fucking video so i'm like i want you to turn up that volume a thousand percent and play that part where it's he goes no he's pointing his thumb saying oh this or that and i'm like yeah for one minute he says something different with his thumb up otherwise it's fucking do you want to go outside because wasn't the first narrative that he put about um you were pointing to the wrong way and it wasn't outside, which was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life where it was, oh, you have to point to where the door is to say, do you want to go outside? Oh, look, he was he was pointing his thumb toward the wall. It wasn't outside. Yeah, door of a con- fucking convention. There's like a hundred ways. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you can do it. But like sometimes you say, like if you say, the sky is blue. Yeah. They'll tell you it's red. It's like this thing with you can't win. Wembley, right? It's mm-hmm. like this thing with AEW fans. Oh, yeah. Let's get a little bonus. A little bonus here. Go ahead. It's like this thing with AEW fans. Like, my dad, like, my family literally own bars. Like, my dad, like, has one, um, which I have, like, money invested in. And my uncle has two, right? Okay. Every single event is categorized between one to five, right? Mm-hmm. And it's based upon what the people who have the arena have told the police and Wembley Traders Association and Wembley Stadium. So Wembley Stadium then tell the police, the police 
and they tell um, and the police subsequently, along with Wembley Stadium, co- communicate with the Wembley Traders Association, and the Wembley Traders Association then will appropriately hire security and staff for the event, right? Yeah. So this is the Category 3 event, which means, so sometimes an event can still be 40 to 50,000 people, mm-hmm. but it can be a Category 2, which means, yeah, it's a Category 2 and it's only 40 to 50,000 people, but this team are playing soccer against this team. They fucking hate each other. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a minute of two security guards. So it's not about bar staff. Sometimes it's about security because the bar staff will still be less for a 40, 50,000 event, but like the security will be higher. It's rivals, rivalries, but this is wrestling. So there's no rivalry and there's not a huge amount of people expected from based on what Tony Khan told them in terms of what his expectation was, original building configuration, expected ticket sales, uh, the amount of security he wanted in the building, the amount of merchandise he wanted in the building, the amount of food he wanted in the building. All of that stuff dictates what your expectations are. And then this is passed on to the Wembley, Wembley Traders Association, which I'm in. I'm actually a member of the Wembley Traders Association because sometimes like, I have to run the bar. I need, I need a license. I've got my uh, license to open a bar. Um, I got that license. I was much younger uh, because I take over, you know, go and do it when my dad takes holidays, right? So um, I know, I'm in the group, I know everything about this event. It's a category, it's a category three event, um, which means the expectation is 40 to 50,000. That's uh, a very is, interesting which, fucking thing. I, I had told somebody who was like, no, I don't believe they're getting, you know, a million. And I said, Billy actually says this on his last show. And I said, skip to the end. If you want to hear the actual explanation, because it was very it's, it's very interesting because it's not something I don't think pretty much fucking anybody that's not in that kind of an industry of, uh, you know, owning a building like that and near a uh, near an event that would even know that there was such a thing like that. Like what? Sorry, that what there was all these things about the categories and that they tell you tell the cops ahead of time. This is how many security you're going to need and all that kind of stuff. I've never heard that in my well, life ever that they do that. Well, in this particular stadium, it, it is like that because the the local businesses, the bars and food places are very in very close proximity. So immediately you come out of Wembley Park Station and Wembley Park Station, literally you go down the steps. And you and, and you and you are on something called Wembley Way, which directs straight down to Wembley. There are bars on Wembley Way. There is a Novotel Hotel. Um, there's a, a couple of other hotels, but no, uh, um, a Hilton Hotel. Um, there is a box box park, which is a huge like bar slash nightclub, which is on there, and it opens as a bar. Mm-hmm. And then to the right hand side. There are other bars and restaurants like that's where my dad is. And it's important to have them in two sections where you can go straight. That's the one you, you live on top right. of, right? You live ab- above it, right? Of course, yeah, apparently. There's <laughs> um, actually a tenant in there now. Um, I, I've, I have lived there, but like between 2003 to 2007, I lived there. Um, they can find your portion in the parking anyway. lot because you live above it. I would park my Porsche there. Um, ever. Not in that not not behind not behind that. Like behind the fucking um, bars and whatnot, it would get pissed on like hundred oh, percent. Um but um but yeah, I um so it's important to have that where you can go straight to Wembley Way and you can go left and right because what that means is 
is that when there are soccer teams there, because they use Wembley for cup finals and whatever, teams receive segregated bars. So you will have a badge on, you'll be given a badge on your bar and you'll only be allowed to let certain teams in. Now you'll get people who walk in the wrong direction, who try to disobey the rules. And then, you know, the people from inside will see the people out. It's not like NFL. It's like fucking, because NFL is one of those events where it is a, it is actually um, a category one without any rivalry because it's an automatic sellout, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you don't need to um, over overthink. Uh, and it depends on the game because there have been category two, like Jag, Jags games there, where you don't have to overthink about, um, you know, the touting situation. Touting is like scalping. And sometimes like um, it's your job as a bar to, uh, to, to iron out. Because if there's scalp, if your bar is caught, as a scalping location, you'll get fined. If there's if there's trading going on at your bar for ticket ticket touting, you'll get fined for that. Huh. And they will use and they will use the bars in the local area to, as a meeting point to sell tickets, uh, and will almost assume your involvement or hold you partly responsible for not ironing it out via your security, who are supposed to be stopping that happening, or your CCTV or, or whatever. So there's loads of risk factors. Obviously, there's a lot of money to be made by them handing you footfall of 70,000, 80,000 people, which is what you want as a business in that area, which is what you is why you locate there. Mm-hmm. Because the quiet days are shit. It's not a great area like Monday, you know, and a normal Monday to Friday. But you have Wembley Arena there, and you have Wembley Stadium there. So it does make up for it with the events that you get. There's another event there tomorrow, KSI's boxing at, uh, at the arena, not the stadium. But um, anyway, so it's it's good that it's good to have that where you go straight out to Wembley Way. Wembley Way is usually going to be one team and then also to the left. So if you go left or you go straight to Wembley Way, that's usually going to be one soccer team. And on the right-hand side, it'll be my, my dad and my uncle and all the bars that are on the right-hand side who get that. But everything is within a quarter mile. So it's very more small. So you have to be told, this is how many security you need. The security thing's big because it keeps out, it keeps teams, rival teams from crossing over. Because as I said, it's not the NFL. There's like real rivalries. These football teams, they fight each other. For, and they, they, they have organized fights. Like <laughs> the leaders, the leaders from like um, the um, the gang part, you know, the, the, the organized gang parts of the... Um, of the teams like they have they have they're called firms mm-hmm. the firms the lead the leaders of the firms will reach out to each other and go we're gonna fight on this street at 2 p.m <laughs> and then they, and they beat the fuck out of each other and then they just go to the game they get drunk they fight and then they go to the game fucking Seamus is yeah, sitting over there oh they, well, that's where that's where all that is lifted from yeah. all those characters are lifted from, from football hooligans and football hooligans like to drink and fight and then they like to go and watch the game and then I'll fight again afterwards. Um, so um, that's where that all comes from. But you need to have, be prepared for that. But anyway, as I said, getting back around to my point, it's all it's all known. You're told um, how many staff you'll need. You don't want to be short staff. You don't want to be short of security. Um, and this is a very normal event with, with 40 to 50. This is the equivalent of a, a women's soccer game or a junior or, or a schoolboy's soccer match. It's 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 nothing, and until something changes, the only way I will believe they've sold sixty thousand tickets is when I get told that we need we need more stuff. Hmm. Okay. Uh, otherwise, they, otherwise they're lying, and I'm not. So, 
Finish him. All right. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. To find all of our good stuff, I'll go first. Just my nonsense. Anything is at Lingus Mafia. Just look that up anywhere you go to get entertained, especially patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia. Uh, Billy Boy, you have a lot of betting things and... What is that, a fucking decade of fucking uh, winning? And people think, see, this is where I think people will start to go, well, it's fucking impossible and this and that, right? Because you're not saying. Oh, I love the record fact. Like, oh, you run a scam site and all this oh, shit. Oh, fuck. You can talk. <laughs> so I'm just, yeah. it's like, yes, you're always have made a profit for 10 years. It doesn't mean you've been ahead by $10,000 every single fucking month. Sometimes it's fucking lower, but you're always ahead. That's the fucking 10 years in a row of always having won. If you bet every single fucking one of Billy's bets, he has been ahead for the month. If you cherry pick and choose three things out of the fucking month and those three are the fucking ones that lose, well, fuck. That's not how it fucking works. But, I mean, we're talking to the people who fucking know what the fuck we're talking about. You know, these are people who would be into gambling. They know how to fucking gamble. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the, the idea is not to pick and choose because you could do that. I mean, there, there's Twitter accounts on there which which um, actually pull up um, plays from pay services and whatever, and they're all on different sides. There'll be teams tonight. There'll be people tonight taking the points with the with the Lakers, there'll be people tonight like on the Warriors. Like you, you know, you can make sure. a case for the Warriors and the Lakers. Like, and that's what happened. Like there'll be people who are on both sides of it. So there's really no point um, being on my service if you're just going to pick and choose plays because you could do that tonight. You could pick or choose um, the Lakers minus three, or you could take the three points with the Warriors. Um, there'll be contrasting opinions all over the place. The point is to always go with mine. And if you always go with mine, you'll end up with a profit at the end of the month. Will you lose a day or two? Yeah, sure. You might even lose a whole week. But loads of losing weeks in the last 10 years. I mean, the unfortunate thing is is when you join and you lose on your first week, and that's always the one where people are like, yeah. oh, this is, a, this is not is – is this real? Have I been conned? No, you join on a bad week. Um, it's going to happen to somebody. Sure. So you're going to be you, – you, you could be that guy – who joins on the losing week. Different people join every single week. But as I always say, the best thing to do is go from June to June. Because if you go from June to June, based on history, you'll have 12 winning months. And I don't even like to say that because I like to just even, even though it's never happened, I'd realistically, I'd like to say, you know, you'll win 10 months. You'll win 10 months out of 12. We suddenly start having losing months, which we've never had. But if you even, if we did though, and you won for 10 months out of 12, you'd be well up. Mm -hmm. It just so happened that up until this point, we haven't had a losing month. We've had losing weeks. Um, we you got to have significant... a bankroll, too, to start. You can't have five bucks to your name and expect to fucking start a windfall. No. Uh, no, you can't have five bucks to your name, and you can't, like, yeah, you need, and you need to be willing to, like, come in and lose your, be ready to lose your first bet. Now, yeah. hopefully it doesn't happen. And for most people, it, it doesn't. Like, if you look at this month, for example, I had a guy from your fucking show sign up yesterday. Oh. Wow. Um, who, now, I won't name people. Uh, sure. But I had a guy yeah. from your show. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, hi, I listen to the Lingus show. And um, I can't see your plays on Twitter because you blocked me over the vaccine. Um, <laughs> and I was like. Why do you block like, anybody? Like, I've never blocked anyone in my life. 
I could give a shit if someone, you, everyone uh, attacks you way worse than me though. So yeah. Oh, I was like, I was like, I don't post plays on Twitter. Everything's on locked banner. So if you want to see my page, you have to pay for them anyway. He was like, okay, I might do that. And then he, and then he did. And straight away, I thought, fuck, it's this guy. Like, this guy's going to be like on my case if I don't start well. And so far this month, I'd had like um, nine. So at the moment, so we've got 10, 12 days in. I've had 10 winning days so far. Yesterday was another one, thankfully, mm. because he signed up and um, I put a thing in there, went, guys, please verify the PL. Because, you know, people say shit like, you know, it's not real or whatever. So I said, the only verification is if you guys verify it. So we'll put a like there, retweet, a comment. I said, that's, 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 you know, that's appreciated. So he immediately messaged me and went, oh, I can't do it because you blocked me on Twitter. Mm. I was like, I was like, don't worry. I expect you to. I only want the people to, to have genuinely made money to write a comment. Right. Yeah. And then he says to me, um, he goes, oh, not off to a good start, are we? Uh, I said, oh, I'm not off good to a good start. I hope it gets better. I was like, you're we lost ten dollars. <laughs> I, like, I was like, I was like, we lost. I said, we, I said, we only lost ten dollars in a soccer card. So we had a soccer card where we first of all we signed up and we went four on four on a soccer card. And I was putting out my US plays last night and I was fucking like, oh my god, please, like, <laughs> I need to win tonight because it's like it's gonna be the guy who's like, this is not real. Like, no, nah, not on my people. Up, if they're if they're on my I've Patreon, already... they're not gonna be those people. I don't know if they're just no, freebird listeners, as you know. You... He lost ten dollars and said, "Not a great start for me." I was like, "You lost ten dollars." Um, so, it, so, but then last night it was like everything won. Uh, it was like Boston, uh, Boston sixteen uh, seventy six under Boston to win money line. Um, we had um, the Canes in the hockey, which was a one unit play. So I just never thought uh, the Devils would win yesterday. Uh, and then today we had a big tennis play on Christian Garin. So he's now like four and zero. So that ten dollars he lost has been wiped out by by mm. two hundred and fifty dollars. So he's doubled what he paid to sign up within a day. So thank God uh, that happened because I thought it was going to be that guy. But yeah, so so far this month, ten winning days out of twelve, um, hundred and twenty months of profit if we make a profit this month. But it's a strong strong start. So I expect fully to be saying that. It's a decade undefeated. Uh, 120 months without a single losing month should be what I can say at the end of this month. If you want to get involved this month, sign up over at lockbetting.com. But the best way to be a part of the service is to sign up, commit to one year, June to June. Um, you'll make a load of money. It'll be like a second income for you. Uh, I don't want it to be your, don't want to say it'll be your only income. I don't think you should leave work to do this. But this will improve your life. You'll be able to like go on, on holidays and buy things that you can't buy, eat better, sleep better, get better drugs, better hookers, anything that you wanna anything you wanna do that you can't do right now. If you if you're just paying bills and living and working for the sake of paying bills, this will help you out. Um, if you can put five hundred to thousand dollars on the side, um and and invest in this like that's not what it took that's not what it costs to sign up uh, that's just that's just me being super cautious there'll never be a 500 dollars bet there'll never be a thousand dollar bet the maximum bet is usually 100 bucks but um you but wanna, yeah if you can put that money to the side get involved then um then you will make money you want a free futures bet right now that's a lock and i'm not even gonna make Tell a me. joke about that the bears will beat the packers but the bears are favored by two and a half already um the over 
on wins for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're at nine and a half. Their schedule is garbage. They're going to fucking destroy that fucking number. So jump on it now. What do you think about this thing where Detroit are the new kings of the NFC North and this is going to be the year? It's possible that they could win the division. I'll give them that. But they are the Cleveland Browns. Prove it to me first. Prove it to me first. They, they, They lost their first, like, fucking eight last year. So... Then they ended hot. But does that continue on? I don't know. I mean, mm, do you really trust golf still? I don't know. You got to show me a couple years first. Um, but otherwise, I would think the Vikings would do it again. So I'm, uh, I'll am i be uh, at the Vikings game. But we'll talk about that off air. Uh, that's it. He is Billy Body. Looking at all, uh, What's sorry, I'm just looking at all. I can't see win totals yet. Can, oh, here they are. What's all? It's going to turn into seven and a half. Seven and a half. For who? Green Bay. I don't think we're winning eight. We're winning eight games. Yeah, it's very possible that it's under seven. It might be seven. You know, it's uh, you're going to find out in like the first fucking five games. They don't have a bad schedule, though. It's a very it's it's very doable their schedule uh the jet schedule is fucking rough so rogers is gonna get it's thrown in a fire but you have to give us wins uh you know we have to win games in our division mm-hmm. um which we might we have to win the games against people like uh go away and win it winning atalanta and where you assume that we would have yeah. won that game before but yeah you know, now like yeah i I looked at it already, and I, I definitely did not get to seven. So hmm. we'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun, uh, fun uh, rundown when we do our three-hour spectacular for football. Can't wait! Football is coming, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Cav Manning. That is Billy Body. We'll see you next week. Extend your fucking condolences.